When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Kiss of Death podcast, the number one rocket show on the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Mike Brown. That's my co-host, Jeremy Brenner. Jeremy, we are exactly nine days from this moment. The NBA draft will be starting. Yes, it feels unreal it really does you know it's crazy how the the gap between the finals and the draft uh, just it to me it's too short i feel like i feel like the draft would have so much more ambiance if you will um if it was maybe a couple of weeks later but you know the rockets we've been in draft season for a little longer so uh i'm really excited to see who the rockets are going to take in this draft how the draft is going to shake out and uh, we're going to be welcoming some new players to the Rockets. And it's exciting. It's very exciting. Fourth pick and the 20th pick. My hot take to start the show is the Rockets will not be selecting at four and 20. I think that they could be choosing at probably number four, but I don't believe they're going to be selecting at 20. So we're going to well, see. There's been, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of chatter this week. Um, I think in the days, you know, now that the finals are over, you're going to start to see teams. Um, you know, really start figuring out what they're going to do for the draft. And I also think, and there's been a lot of chatter that the Rockets are looking to move out of four. Personally, I don't think that makes a lot of sense based on a lot of the local reporting that we're seeing. And it it really doesn't seem, I mean, look, I'll say this. There could be a world where the Rockets trade back with maybe like Orlando a team that's looking to move up uh, and Orlando has two lottery picks. So like, I think if you look at a world, I'm just, I, we're going to get right into it, I guess today, but um, like Anthony black, you say we we've talked about him. I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not huge on Anthony black. I really don't think he's that much better than uh, Eamon Thompson. Um, but if the Rockets were to trade back with Orlando, for instance, and get six and 11 for four, or something along those lines, like 20 for 6 and 11, perhaps you look at a guy like Anthony Black at number 6, or maybe Ozair Thompson is going to be there at number 6. That's another possibility for the Rockets. I think that isn't, like, when, so when that article or when that report comes out saying the Rockets are looking to maybe trade out of number 4, I feel like that is the most likely scenario based off of just logical thinking. You know, there's, there's could be a lot of different conversations going on that we just aren't privy to as outsiders, but given the knowledge that we have uh, based on every team that we've got, um, that that's probably what I would assume, Mike, that's, that's my best guess. Well, and that, that leads us into the first big topic of the night is uh, within the past few days, uh, the Thompson tw- the Thompson brothers, Azair and Amen, both in town, along with Anthony Black. So the Rockets are doing their due diligence at four. 
I like your your thought process at four. I don't think they end up trading it to move back. I think if they're trading it, uh, this was talked about, and we'll get to this topic more so in the latter part of the show. But Michael Scotto of the Hoops High podcast and Kelly Eco of The Athletic on, they talked about a wider range of topics. They talked about both of their opinions on the option of moving number four to, let's say, Toronto to for Pascal Siakam. So I think if they move four, it's going to be for a player. I don't think it's going to be to move back. I want to get your take on that later in the show when we break down that interview a little bit more. Um, but that's the thing is the Rockets at number four can go in a multitude of ways. And this is what we talked about on a previous show. So if you guys want to check that out, make sure to, to check out wherever you listen to the show. We thank you for that as always. The Rockets, when Raphael Stone said that their thought process in the draft doesn't impact their thought process in free agency. That doesn't make any sense at all, Jeremy. Do you agree with that or no? We, we've, we've discussed how what Rafael Stone says sure. in press conferences is part truth and part not. Because you can't just give all your cards away um, in – in, in interviews like that so you got to be a little bit or a lot of bit coy about all of that um yep. and you know so i would take everything that comes out of the rockets organization uh with these rumors or reports uh with a grain of salt for sure i, I totally agree and i think that's why they're doing their due diligence you know according to michael scotto the three guys that rockets fans should look for at number four Amen Thompson, Isaiah Thompson, and Cam Whitmore from Villanova. So that's something to keep an eye on. But I do want to get uh, to pivot just a little bit, get your opinion on, per Rafael Barlow, the Rockets are connected to an individual who has been in the news recently. Some would call him a superstar. I'm not going to call him a superstar because he's not. Zion Williamson being connected to the Houston Rockets via trade. Your immediate thoughts on that little tidbit that dropped earlier today it just it just doesn't make sense it does it does it make sense to you i hate it i dude well, i i, I, I can't hate this any more than i do this is that's not the question mike what does it make sense no because he's fat and out of shape and he's barely on the court and he's making 50 million dollars a year well, there is – so here's the thing. There is a report brewing around that the Portland Trailblazers uh, – or not, not well, the Portland Trailblazers want to move out of three as well, but that the Pelicans want to move up from number 14. Yeah. They have the 14th pick that's, like, basically the worst pick in the draft because you're not going to the playoffs and you're not getting – um so – there is reason for New Orleans to move up. So if that were to be the case, to move up 10 spots, they're going to have to give up a pretty penny. And Zion Williamson's probably the player that the Pelicans could afford to give up that would give them the most value in return. But that doesn't mean that Zion's getting traded. And I, I have a hard time seeing the Pelicans being able to find a deal for that, especially considering Zion's health over the past several months, several years add on to that. And the, the new stuff, you know, that that doesn't bother me as much as some people would. Um, you know, it's it's a 23-year-old kid uh, getting caught in uh, 
some some girl troubles. Uh, it just so happens. I, I think it's more than that for him though, because he doesn't want to play basketball. He doesn't want to be on the court. I mean, have you have you have you heard that directly from him? No, but when he's doing windmill dunks in warmups and then going to chill on the bench, making the type of money that he's making, it's fair to call in his wanting to play basketball and i don't want that on this team and it doesn't change the fact then what do you do with jabari smith then you're gonna have to move him right again like, why, like exactly i i don't get these yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense for the rockets to punt on jabari smith for zion williamson it just doesn't so that's another thing too when fans listening to these rumors you know everything pie in the sky is gonna get thrown out over the next several weeks because we've got the draft and we've got free agency coming up. Yeah. So just because it's said in a rumor or in an aggregation piece or someone throws it out there doesn't mean it's true, all right? It yeah. does not mean that it's true. The only time that it's true is when a legitimately trusted source is saying X, Y, and Z. Now – Know your sources. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, 100%. I'm not going to say exactly who I trust. You can look. I'm a commentator, so I, I don't consider myself a, an insider by any means. I mean, I'm a journalist, but that doesn't mean I'm an insider. I don't have any inside connections anywhere in the NBA. So I'm not an insider. I'm a, I'm a commentator, podcaster, whatever you want to call it, aggregator, sure. But – Know your sources, trust your sources, and figure out who you can trust. And Woj Shams, Chris Haynes, and maybe not even Chris Haynes anymore because we saw what happened with Chris Paul. Even even those guys get it wrong. So that's the thing is like, and Chris Haynes is a top five, you know, newsbreaker in the NBA right now. So I don't want to fault him for saying for that Chris Paul story. Rockets fans, you know, kinda, yeah, for Rockets fans, it's looking at guys like Kelly Eco. Uh, Jonathan Fagan, like those are guys. Jonathan Fagan, you trust what he says. Mm -hmm. That he is legitimately, I, I you you can take his word, and it's true. I've oh. I've talked to Jonathan Fagan a couple of times. Great guy, um, oh, yeah. great reporter too. Yeah. Um, so yes, those guys are guys you can trust, and it and it goes to show you the local versus national, you know, kind of debate, you know, because what we've seen from the local guys is very different than what this national rumor is that Zion to the Rockets or, you know, anything like that. So I would say, yes. Yeah. It, Trust it, your it, local guys. It makes sense. Report local journalism. It makes sense from the Rockets' perspective. It aligns with the fact that they want to go big game hunting this offseason in the likes of James Harden. If there's a star that can be acquired, they're going to inquire about it. That's the only way that this makes any sort of sense. But as a fan, and again, you and I just giving our opinion, he makes zero sense for this roster. There, you will not, you cannot sell me on this roster. No. And on that note, good friend of the show, James Piercy, had him on before. He had an article today about another guy in the NBA that I would hate even more signing to this roster than Zion, than acquiring Zion Williamson. That's Chris Stapp's Porzingis. There is an article that says the Rockets should sign Chris Stapp's Porzingis. I would rather sign myself into a hotel to sit in a dark room 
for a year than have to watch Kristaps Porzingis on this Rockets roster. What did Kristaps Porzingis ever do to you, Mike? He's I, he's just not good. What did he do to you? He's just not a good fit. That's all. I I, I can't so say that, that warrants that over Zion Williamson. hundred percent. I would I would hate that move more than Zion. I don't know about that. Zion, at least. I'm not saying I agree with Kristaps Porzingis being on this roster. Um, To me, I think think the front court is solidified already. I think the front court is solidified already, and I think it's the same front court as this past year. I think Shangun and Jabari is the front court that they need to put into place. So I I don't, like, I I understand why you, you go and you want the top, players that are available because the Rockets have the money to be able to afford these players, but that doesn't mean you go out and you get them. No, I listen. I totally agree. I just, I want to give my boy James had him on the show. Good friend of the show. Wanted to give him a little run, but goodness gracious, please don't sign Christoph Porzingis. It's look, Christoph Porzingis is not as bad as Mike says that he is. Um, But I, agree with the fact that I think the fit on the roster would be there would have to be some maneuvering around and maybe the maneuvering around is what I would disagree with because I'm I'm the kind of person that I feel like the Rockets need to build around the rookies they've got or the young players they've got Shangun, Jabari, Tari, Jalen those top four and then whoever you bring in um, with the number four pick and then Kevin Porter Jr. and that next tier of guys, uh, KJ Martin's on that next tier of guys. I think you you run that core and you see what they can do with a different coach and a different philosophy. And they're going to struggle still. They will still struggle a little bit, but I think they're going to be on the right path. Maybe you go and you get a point guard that can kind of facilitate things a little bit more limit turnovers a little bit more someone that can help you know a veteran that can help implement Ime Udoka's system James Harden could be that guy maybe maybe not but I'm still very high on a good number of these Rockets recent draft picks and I don't see why they would punt on getting I don't see why they would punt on this young group that they've built for a free agent that is much older and you know may not be worth the amount of money that the Rockets are giving them because the Rockets their biggest the worst part of the potential of the offseason for the Rockets is their ability to possibly overpay a bunch of people because that's the one thing the Rockets can provide to free agents that not a lot of other teams can is more money number one because they have the most money and two, you know, of course, in Texas, no state income tax, but that is not exclusive to the Rockets. Obviously, you've got the Spurs, you've got the Mavericks. There are other states as well that are also in that boat. My two, ta- my two teams here in Florida, uh, Miami, Orlando, I believe Memphis as well, and Tennessee. But again, I'm getting off on a tangent. That being said, run it back with the core. Get a point guard well, and the pro- some no. role-playing veterans that won't totally uh dock the like that won't totally run the ship away from the core of young guys they've got the problem with Porzingis that i have is that he doesn't play winning basketball 
He averaged 26 and seven last year. And his, the teams he play on suck because they feel like they have to run it through him. He's decent. He's decent at best in my eyes. He's a good NBA player. The Rockets have no need to overpay him. They should stay as far away from him as humanly possible. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. Both of those guys are in the same boat for me. Kyrie I, Irving. I, I don't think you can say the same thing about uh, NBA champion and Kyrie Irving than you I can absolutely. about Kristaps Porzingis. So, wait, wait. So you don't. Let's, so, so you, let's calm. Let's calm down a little bit, Mike. But why though? Because you would ruin your locker room by bringing in Kyrie Irving, which is what you would do. Because he's ruined, Mike. Mike, this is you, you, it's, we're seeing a pattern here with you. Like you're, you're saying a bunch of things, and I'm not disagreeing with them, but how you're getting there is is kind of bombastic. Um, because you're saying that Kyrie Irving and Christoph Porzingis both contribute to losing basketball when that isn't 100% true. How is it not true? What did the team because do? That Kyrie Irving has a ring on his finger, from, from and he's been a part of several – you know, very good teams. Kristaps Porzingis is not on that level. Kristaps Porzingis has not been to the playoffs. Kyrie Irving has. And you can't say that Kyrie Irving is not a product of winning basketball when he literally hit a game-winning three to win an NBA Finals Game 7. I'm not not talking about the player he was. I'm talking about the player he is right now that you would be bringing into the Rockets. What did he do in Boston? They got rid of him. What did did he do in Brooklyn? They got rid of him. They went to the conference finals in Boston. They went and, to the second round of the playoffs in uh, And they Brooklyn. traded him as soon as humanly possible. That's further along than um, that's further along than Chris Porzingis has ever been. And that's it is also a lot higher than how the Rockets did this year. They're both bad for the Rockets. That's my point. Is that the Rockets? Okay, are not that and that and then you should have just left it there. Because <laughs> that 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 that's the good, like that's the correct part of what you said. Yeah, they they would pro- they would provide no more. They would not help the Rockets play better basketball. That's my point. I don't necessarily agree with Kyrie in that in that argument. I don't like I don't necessarily like Kyrie for this roster either. However, I do think that he would make the Rockets better than they were this year. We're gonna have to disagree. Agree to disagree. Okay, but why? But why would Kyrie Irving? If you take take put Kyrie Irving on this team. From last year, how many wins do they get? Well, considering he was what eight and twelve with Luka Doncic, they probably win a couple more games at best, in my opinion. He's a very good. He's a very good basketball player. He also rode the coattails of the second greatest player to ever play the game in LeBron James. So we have to give a little credit to that. And nobody wants to play with this dude. Luka w- was ready to fight the dude last year. I, just, I think Luca wants him back because they don't have. They, I think Luca wants him back. I you saw Kyrie Irving trying to recruit LeBron to come play in Dallas, but you also I think Kyrie that. ultimately stays in Dallas. I really have a hard time seeing him go elsewhere unless it's like unless he's going with somebody else. I want no part. I want no part of Kyrie Irving here. There's like, you can't uh, look, Kyrie. Kyrie does not make sense. Like, what Kyrie wants is not what the Rockets are. So, like, I don't know who's like, I think it was Mark Stein who said that there would be like the Rockets would make a run yeah. at Kyrie. But again, like, that alludes again to the point that we made earlier about the Rockets being connected to all of these big names. 
but it's only because the Rockets have the cap space for those guys. It's not because it makes sense for the roster. Well, it actually makes a lot of sense for Kyrie Irving, though, if you think about it. No, it doesn't. Why would Kyrie Irving want to play for the second worst team in the NBA? Money. And he can control the locker room because there's not one guy in the locker room that's going to stand is going to step to him. To that's question. not what he wants. That's not that's what exactly he what he wants. He wants his own team. He want, he's he not wants... going to get that. That's the thing. He's not going to get that. He would get it here because who no, would he wouldn't? He wouldn't. No. Who would step? Wouldn't. His the the behavior that he exhibited in Brooklyn is not going to be um, accepted anywhere. That's my. But that's my point. That's why I don't. Brooklyn. Want Brooklyn was. Brooklyn wanted him because he brought Kevin Durant. And then he wanted to get away from Durant because he's a psycho. He's literally, you never know what this dude is going to say. I agree that he is unpredictable in what he's going to say. I think we should move on because I don't want to give this rumor any more credence than it already has. Well, let's get to what was actually talked about with Michael Scotto and Kelly Eco on the Hoops High podcast. Lots was broken down there. Please. Let's get to, I would say, some of the smaller topics and end with some of the bigger topics. What are your thoughts on, according to Kelly Eco, a name to look out for on the coaching staff for the Rockets is Tiago Splitter, who played with uh, Emu Doka. played with the Spurs. Emu Doka coached the Spurs. Uh, another Spurs uh, disciple. I can see it. I like it a lot. I really like the idea of bringing in an ex, another ex player to be on the coaching staff. I think would be big. I, I would be all for that. Uh, per Kelly Eco, he was asked straight up, "Do you think James Harden is coming back to Houston under whatever contract situation?" He thinks the Rockets and him are going to figure it out. He said personally, he's coming back. I think that lends a lot of credit to. I should say gives – how do I want to say this, Jeremy? Uh, I think the, the rumors are very real. I think the opportunity for him to come back is there. I think there's mutual admiration for him between him and the organization and the organization and him. I got to tell you, I think it's happening. And I got to be honest, if you ask me right now who I'd rather have, him or Fred Van Fleet on this roster, I'd rather have Fred Van Fleet. Why? Because I think Van Fleet makes a lot more sense for this roster based Why? on his age, based on his age, and I think that he's more of an Ime Udoka he's, guy than he's James. Three Harden. or four years younger than Harden. Yes, that's number one. Number two, I think that he's more of an Ime Udoka guy than Harden is. I completely disagree with that because Harden played under Udoka. Udoka's coached Harden before. Van Vliet is not so. Uh, that doesn't mean that I can't agree with that statement. But at totally um, different points in their career, I'm talking about the. Here's guy the thing with Harden. Here's the thing with Harden. Once coach, I think is more Fred Van Fleet than Harden. I would be happy with Van Vliet if Harden is not coming to Houston. That being said, I want James Harden in Houston. I am not leaving that boat. Um, not because of the vibes not because of anything else. I just, I would like him to be in Houston because I think he makes the Rockets better. And yeah, I think no, the Rockets yeah, are yeah. at worst, I think the Rockets are at worst a play-in team if he comes here. And I think he's, I think when they think of 
we've we've seen this report like they're gonna bring three or four veterans so like Harden's one of them I think Patrick Beverly would be number two of guys that they would bring in I think um you would probably look into bringing in a guy uh like I'd have to look at like free agents let me go and pull up a free agent list but like I think you're gonna get guys that like are hardened guys but are not affect like the full core of who they've already built right I don't think it's gonna cost Jalen Green any playing time I don't think it's gonna cost uh any of those guys playing time and the thing is I don't think Ime Odoka would bring James Harden to Houston if he didn't feel like he could figure it out with him sure and this group of people and I also think that Harden wouldn't come to Houston if he knew that he was he wasn't going to be playing with the guys. He likes the guy. He's he's kept in touch with Jalen Green ever since he was drafted in Houston, and he's obviously close with Josh Christopher. We've seen that as well. Josh Chris James Harden gave Josh Christopher his number to play thirteen at Ohio at Arizona State. There are like Harden has stayed connected with this roster throughout. He's played with Jay Sean Tate before. He's played with KJ Martin before, although. Tanyan Martin has expressed that he does not want James Harden to be in Houston. That doesn't mean KJ doesn't feel the same way. However, it could affect some people on the roster. It's naturally going to. Kevin Porter Jr. is probably the number one player that it affects negatively the most. But it's ultimately a net positive for the Rockets. At the end of the day, the Rockets are not a championship contender next year. The time Harden's career started going south in Houston was when he was building expectations. The expectations for Harden are zero in this upcoming season because of where the Rockets have been the last three years. Harden will make this team better. Now, if the Rockets were to go again next year with Harden and miss the playoffs, I think it would be definitely uh, a big, you know, I think Rafael Stone would be fired. I think that's number one. And then you bring in another guy, and then the guy can fix the mess. But the Rockets' goal next year is to make the playoffs, and they do that with James Harden. Oh, look, I think I think both guys. I don't think you're you're losing either way. I think if you bring in the guy who just led the NBA in assists, a the second greatest Rocket in the history of the franchise, you're not going wrong. I'm speaking more to the type of team that Udoka has talked about wanting to build. Fred Van Fleet just feels more to me at this point like a guy who's a better fit for this roster. I think Harden is a little the too... thing old. with Fred Van Vliet, I, I could see that being the case. Yeah, like, Fred Van Vliet can, can allow players like James Harden and K.J. Martin and Kevin Porter Jr., they can allow those guys to be a little bit more of themselves. There will be more responsibility for those guys. If James Harden comes to the team, it's obviously going to look very different. However... The ceiling is higher with James Harden. You feel a lot better about the Rockets' chances of making the playoffs with James Harden than you do with Fred Van Vliet. I agree, but the floor is also lower with Harden because it could go south. No, the floor is not lower with Harden. The floor is higher with Harden. I think the floor with Fred Van Vliet is um, maybe number six or number seven pick. And that's exactly where the Rockets don't want to be. No, but I think that there is a world where Fred Van Vliet can get the Rockets to the play-in. I do. Oh, you're going to the play-in with Fred Van Vliet. I don't, I don't agree with that, Mike. They, the Raptors are a better team than the Rockets are. And Fred Van Vliet was there last year and they didn't make it out of the play-in last year. 
Yeah, but the East. I, I don't. I don't think you. You can't tell me that Fred Van Vliet is going to immediately make this team a playoff team like James Harden will. You just can't. Now, I will like Fred Van Vliet could be a nice little complimentary piece. Like if we're looking He's at nice the question of who's the most complimentary, who's the most complimentary of the players that are currently on the roster, there is an argument there for Fred Van Vliet, and it's and it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. It allows, but the Rockets that are currently here are going to have to pick up this, like pick up more of the offensive responsibility. If Harden was here, you create this massive, you know, offensive distraction because what Harden can do with the ball. And even in his mid thirties is still capable of doing a lot of things that a lot of NBA players can't do. And there's a lot of things that he can do that people just can't guard. But the team as a whole, if Harden is here, may diminish the responsibilities of the current Rockets, but overall, that is a better team. With James Harden on it, than Fred Van Vliet. I don't disagree. I also think you got to take into account wherever Harden, if he comes here versus Philadelphia, how many assists he got a game by simply playing with the MVP of the league. Fred Van Vliet averaged 19 and 7 last year. So he averaged four less assists a game with a much worse roster in Toronto than what Harden had in Philadelphia. That's all I'm saying is that if we end up with Fred Van Fleet, massive upgrade for the Rockets. Massive upgrade. Both what they of those have guys offered. would be big upgrades, yes. That's all. That's all. Yeah, I mean, we're on the same page. I Ultimately, but I don't think – If Harden I had to choose, if I had to choose, and that's the question that I kind of spawned, it's James Harden. And I think most of Red Nation would agree with me. But you, and those who disagree with me are probably just a little salty that he left. Well, you also got – you talked about Kyrie having a championship pedigree. So does Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet has a ring. He was a big part of that that championship team in Toronto. Fred Van Fleet has a championship pedigree in the terms that he is a role player. He was a role player on that team. He's a very but big – But you're asking if, – if you bring him to Houston, you're asking him to be a lead guard. There's a little bit of a difference there, a little bit of a difference – and I would still take Harden over Van Vliet, even with that in consideration. I totally – I don't totally disagree, but I, we're right there. Either one I would take on this team. Straight up, per Kelly Eco, he would not trade the fourth overall pick for Pascal Siakam, would you? No. Okay. Uh, he is of the opinion that if Harden does come here, it is not going to be for a max deal. I think if he's leaving Philadelphia, the Rockets are going to have to pony up a max deal for him four years 200 million are you of the opinion that he because if you do that there goes your salary cap and or your salary flexibility it is james harden well that kelly's kind of saying the opposite here no right? but he's yeah he's saying he believes that he potentially thinks that it could not be for a max deal i don't agree with kelly on that i think if he's coming here it has to be for a max well the thing with harden is we just don't know. He's a wild dude. He's he's I think he's out there. We don't know. Yes, but he, look, the reasoning behind James Harden wanting a max deal is different than so like James Harden has been doing these one like one year and then a player option. He's done that I think for a few years now. Two years in a row. And now he's what, 34? 34. 35, about to be 34. The reason why he would want a max deal is because this could be the last chance that he gets this opportunity to warrant one. Mm -hmm. However, there's a chance that, he, but it also locks him into a, a certain situation 
four years. And I think we assumed that if James were to come home to the Rockets, it would be because, A, he just wants to play out the last part of his career in in the place that, you know, made him a star. That's Houston. It's not OKC. And I think, like, so I think there was, like, this, ulti- like, automatic, like, just assumption made that Harden is coming here because he wants more money to play at home and because the Rockets aren't very good. So it's like, you would like, he's not coming here for a championship. And the thing is that to me is like, it's a very interesting thing. What Kelly is seeing is saying here, because if he's not coming for a max deal, a, it might just mean he doesn't like Philadelphia, which doesn't appear to be the case. Like, we haven't really seen a lot of Harden unhappiness in Philadelphia. Now, maybe Harden could look at Nick Nurse and not be super fond of that, and he could look at Houston and say, "Well, let me go to Houston for a year. I'll get the, I'll do the one plus one again, and I'll be a free agent again next year, and I'll help the Rockets here because I want to play at home, and I know they want me, and we'll just see how it goes." And if I don't like it after a year, I can always go to the next team. Now that could be the that could be the mindset that Harden is also kind of under right now. Maybe he does feel like he owes the Rockets a little bit of something. I, it's it's hard to tell because I don't know James Harden. I may have a beard because uh, James Harden, but it's I, I don't know the man. I do not know the man. I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, that is like the first we've really heard of a potential of a non-max deal. And Mike, if if James Harden is willing to take a, a discount to come to Houston, you absolutely say yes. That's the only, that's the primary reason you didn't want Harden to come to Houston because of how much he would cost. But if you take that out of the equation, then it makes a lot more sense for the Rockets, wouldn't no, you think? It does. No, it 100% does. And I that's why I've said... And my, the way I see it, he's going to want that max deal. He's not going to want – If Harden takes a two-year max deal, two years, 100 oh, I, or something. I, I take him back in five seconds. Take it. Here's, here's the crazy thing, Jeremy. Here's my – I think he's going back to Philadelphia. If he leaves Philadelphia, I'll tell you where he's going. He's going to Phoenix. I think he's going to – I think South. he's coming to Houston. I, I, I have a hard time seeing him yeah. go to a team that isn't Houston or Philly. And if he does, it'll be the bombshell of the offseason. I'll be – very impressed to me with Harden. Like I won't be disappointed if Harden ultimately chooses to go elsewhere. Um, but it would be like, it would be fun. Like I, I, like I love the idea of Harden playing in Houston again. And with this group of players, like I really think that there is a lot of fun. Cause we've grown to really, you know, even though they're not very good, we've grown to really like this group of players. At least I have, I don't know about you, Mike, but I do enjoy the players that we currently have at the Rockets and to see them play with the player that I grew up with, you know, it's James Harden would be a lot of fun. Um, now, obviously, I've said in the past, you know, that I want Harden for basketball reasons. I don't like my personal reasons uh, don't come to play. It's both like I-, I would want Harden for personal reasons and I want Harden for basketball reasons. They both make sense. And I can differentiate the two. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, I think it's Philly or Phoenix. Before we wrap up, I do want to get your opinion on another name that Kelly brought up that I don't think he's leaving L.A., but he has mentioned amongst other people um, that the Rockets would be in on restricted free agent Austin Reeves from the Lakers. 
if they do have that salary cap flexibility. Another name that they threw out, another restricted guy out of Milwaukee uh, is uh, Brooke Lopez, who I don't know if you would love Brooke Lopez, but I would love Brooke Lopez. But I don't feel like they've already – Milwaukee's already talked about wanting to bring him back. I don't feel like he's leaving Milwaukee. But I don't see why he would leave Milwaukee. I don't see it either, but multiple people are reporting that the Rockets would have interest in him if he were to leave. So would a lot of teams. Championship pedigree. Yeah, absolutely. Defensive, all defensive first team uh, would would be great for the Rockets. And uh, as a matter of fact, yeah. I I personally have, I said it on this episode. I, I I feel front court should remain the same. I really don't think there should be too much uh, tampering with that. That being said. Um, Brooke Lopez is a guy like in a perfect world, I would probably say like, if I had to build like, cause he would fill a need for the Rockets. He would be, you know, a strong defensive rim protector. I think it does raise questions as to what happens with Shengun Jabari and all of them. Um, that being said, uh, I don't see why Brooke Lopez would want to come to the Rockets. The thing is, it's interesting because now Harden, yeah, it's money. I mean, we're all, we're under the assumption that Harden is, if he were to come to Houston, is he bringing guys with him? And the and and out of those guys, is he bringing guys that are going to affect the rotation? And we still aren't a hundred percent sure of that. We assume the answer would be no because he would take a max deal. But if Kelly is saying no, he may not be taking a max deal. That means he might be saving some cap space for the Rockets to go out and get other guys as well. And that could be that could be troublesome for the Rockets core as we know it because it might it might change a lot. Um, that being said, I have a hard time seeing who James Harden would want to team up with in this group of free agents that that is currently here. Um, I. I I just have a hard time seeing it. Um, maybe like, but I think the, to me, the way I see it is if Harden comes in, the guys that he's going to bring to like the Harden role player package, you know, Patrick Beverly, uh, Jeff Green, I think could be an option. And a, and a congratulations to Uncle Jeff for winning uh, the NBA championship uh, with the Denver Nuggets. Ish Smith as well. Rockets. And Ish Smith deserves a pat on the back as well. Um, but you know, so I would say it's, I would say it's those kinds of players. Um, also on top of this, you know, another thing too, that I found really interesting in that interview, Mike, is that, uh, and, and to kind of pivot back to the draft here, because we're in draft season. I know a lot of this conversation has been about free agency, but it seems like the Rockets, according to Kelly, um, very high on uh, Thompson. And they, they consider Eamon Thompson to be in the same tier as Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. And that would lead me to believe that the Rockets are not trading number four. Yeah, I don't think they're moving four. But they are bringing Anthony Black in for a workout this week. They are bringing in Ozair Thompson for a workout this week. And to kind of go back to what I said at the beginning of the episode about that potential trade with the Magic, I think that that workout will determine a lot of what could happen because we did see that um, we did see that uh, Eamon Thompson 
was with Rafael Stone earlier today. And it, you know what that reminded me of, Mike? It reminded me of when Paolo Bancaro was talking with Rafael Stone and everyone was like, Paolo's a rocket. Like, it's, it's done. It's a deal. It's all that. And then the Orlando Magic said, no, thank you. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to take him at number one. Um, and they were right for doing that, as, as we've seen. Um, at least through one year in the NBA through that 2022 class. But I would say, like, I wouldn't put too much stock into what Rafael Stone is saying or doing. Obviously, draft night is going to reveal the facts. Whatever is done in the dark always comes into the light. And in nine days' time, all will be revealed. That's true. And that's a perfect place to park the rocket ship and remind everybody listening to the show. First of all, thank you. Second of all, we will be live at Urban South Brewing Company off of Oliver and Washington Street. Um, I will be there. Uh, we will be doing live uh, hour-long episodes. So we're going to go live, I would say, right around 645. We'll go for an hour, start a new video, uh, live feeds so you guys can come on, talk. Rockets basketball, we'll have some special guests. Jeremy will pop in, but you have other obligations on draft night, I believe, as well. I will be at a watch party for the draft. Well, see, there you go. So Just will not be in Houston, I'm afraid. Maybe one of these years, but um, I will be in Orlando. So. Well, we will have multiple guests come by, hop on the show, talk all yeah, last year. Last year, I remember, I was at the same watch party that I'm going to again this year. And I was able to pop in. So I'm going to try to find a uh, just an empty space in the arena. And I'm going to try to pop in for a little bit, probably more likely for the number 20 pick uh, or wherever they'll pick. I'm going to pop in at some point that night. Hopefully we'll fingers crossed. And I'm excited to see everyone coming to urban South. Um, thank you for supporting the Kiss of Death podcast and both of us. It, it means a lot to us. So thank you. It's going to be great. We have the new logo that we announced today. We are going to have shirts to give away, stickers to give away. So much fun at Urban South. So thank you all so much in anticipation for you guys coming. Uh, we will be back live on Sunday night and then we'll be live Tuesday. So we have two more shows before the draft looking so much forward to it. Jeremy, we don't always agree, but we always have fun when we talk Rockets basketball. Oh, I had a horrible time. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's <laughs> fun. If you're, always fun with you, Michael Brown. If it's on if you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the Kiss of Death podcast at Rockets FFSN. Make sure to follow the platform that the Kiss of Death is on, Fans First Sports Network at Fans First SN. If you want to follow my very talented co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, you can follow him on Twitter at you can follow me at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. You can go and follow my co-pilot, Michael Brown, on Twitter at... Mike Brown underscore 2020. And I got, before we finish, Harden comes back to you. Go back to Harden. No, we are not changing the name again. We are not going through this again. Jeremy that and I was... nearly got divorced over this whole thing, but it is said. It is done. We are finished. We will talk with you guys live on Sunday night. And until and then, next- when he leaves, we'll have to change it again. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so in, in a year, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. The kiss of death will never leave the Rockets. Wow. So we're keeping it. Uh, and until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets. <laughs>